Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Visual Wow, the podcast for people passionate about live events. We're obsessed with creating and capturing those wow moments. This is the place the top pros come to share their secrets. Now, here's your host, Jack Hartsman. Hello, Visual Wow community. I'm your host, Jack Hartsman, and Monica and I are so privileged, so proud to have Jacqueline Bernstein on the program tonight. Jacqueline, president and partner of Empire Force Events, one of the most decorated, if not the most decorated event professional, coast to coast, probably internationally in the special events community. This woman has won awards from every association and every organization in the events community that I've even been aware of, from ADME, BizBash, Event Solutions, ILEA, ILEA Local uh, in New York, New Jersey, NYC and Company, North Star Media, and if that's not enough, six gala awards from Special Event Magazine. Jacqueline is not just this great event professional, but she's also one of our best friends in the whole world. Jacqueline, we are honored and privileged to have you on the program. Welcome. Love, love being here with you. This is so exciting. We're going to now show the world what we normally do when it's just us together. Now everyone gets to hear about it. <laughs> so, so here's my picture in my head, my first sight of you. 1995, what was the name of the hotel? Japan, Japan Town in San Francisco. What was the name of it? Miyako. Miyako, yes. Oh Miyako God, Hotel, 1995. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, standing next to Monica talking to some people. I look up the escalator and all I see is hair and boots, like right out of kinky boots, 20 years before it even showed up on Broadway. And there's this girl. And all I see is a smile, hair, and boots. And I turned to Monica and I said, don't have any idea who she is, but I must meet that girl. Mm -hmm. And you came down the escalator. You walked 30 feet in my direction. I put myself in your, in your pathway and I said, hi, I'm Jack. Who are you? And how do I get to know you? Do you remember that day? I remember it exactly. I, I can actually see that lobby <laughs> and coming down their stairs. And I do remember meeting you. The two Jacks. So I, I don't want to date any of us because, you know, we're all about 32 at this point, like today, now in 2020, I might be fibbing about that. But Monica and I were speakers, at special event that year in San Francisco, 1995, which, oh my goodness, was 25 years ago. And, uh, and we were speakers and I'm pretty sure you and your partner, Rob Holzmeyer were also speakers or were you just attendees? I don't remember. You were speakers, right? I think we were speakers. That's back in the day before podcasts, where if you wanted mm -hmm. to find out something really important about the special event industry, you wanted to be somebody who hopefully knew somebody that would invite you to the bar at the end of the night where all the excitement happened once we all had a cocktail or two and would sit around. And that's where our industry was truly formed. Um, I, I think that the, the greatest common denominator that Visual Wow, the podcast, can help remind people of and share in these tremendously uncertain times in, in this wacky world that we're living in right now is that people like us, we were there in the beginning. We were there before the special events industry was called the special events industry. And, and it was a unique time to meet amazing creatives. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to people like Joe Jeff Goldblatt, who really kind of were pioneers and pointed us in the right direction. But I must tell you that as a photographer, I was, uh, Monica and I both, as photographers, we were truly focused and, and, and almost like magnetically pulled towards 
the the event planners and producers that were doing things at a totally different level at a totally different pace and back then it was you and your partner rob and what you were doing at empire force events so again welcome to the podcast uh how are things going for you i i I know i just parlayed from 1995 we're coming back to 2020 (laughs) sorry if you want to add back to 1995 we can go there too wow and and i'm honored when you say and i use the word honored a lot it doesn't uh, it doesn't dilute its meaning about the work that Robert and I were doing then because we had just bought our company uh, a year earlier um, from the previous owner that I worked at straight from college. And there are so many people that we learned from and were just trying out and going our way. Uh, so to be seen now, but back then that we were leaders is really cool because we just were doing the best that we could. And we learned from a lot of great people in the events profession. And then now those people that were leaders, then they're looking to us now and seeing what we're doing in the future. And I'm now looking at the new people coming on up, but now when we come into 2020, Oh yes. Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was, I was running through those great events that we did back in the nineties. And I remember us being those kids. Uh, And, and yeah. And, and now we're dealing with being those, I hate to say it, almost being looked at as the senior citizens from some of those young people who are learning from the internet, who are learning from <laughs> watching pictures. And they didn't come up the way that we did. They you weren't mentored. Be. They. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, Monica, we need to correct Jack. I, I love you, Jack, more than anything. But the last thing I will ever categorize myself with, especially now, I don't think in that, is with the senior citizens. We've been leaders um, and just senior because you might have been 20 minutes around longer than somebody else. But anyway, it's okay. I like, that. I, I like that. We're, we've only been in this business 20 minutes more than the guy sitting next Well, when I meet people all the time and I always say, well, you're probably about 20 minutes younger than me. And they all laugh, but that's just usually my phrase. In my mind and the way I operate and the way I'm out there um, and just relating people that are the age that I was when I got into this profession, I feel that I'm still relatable. They might have a little more technological skills than I do. Um, but I know that I can handle myself at a bar better than they probably can. Well, and we've let, seen let it me, all. Let me set the stage for, for what um, you and your partner, Robert, and Empire Force have meant to Monica and myself in our careers. Um, I can say for me personally in my event and my photography life that um, the, the day I walked into Monty Zucker's studio and he kind of took me under his wing and taught me portraiture and lighting and how to really use my camera was probably the most pivotal day of my life. Um, if I had to go to the next one and how it formed my professional career, um, mm-hmm. I can tell you that meeting you and Rob and, and learning what, how different and how ahead of the game the two of you were and taking almost a year of, of, of friendship after we met in San Francisco, when you went back to New York City, Monica and I went back to DC, of literally banging on your door to say, please bring us to New York. We wanna be a part of what you're all about. We want to help capture your great events. And I, I can just, whether it, was the, the, whether it was art galleries or standing in the middle of Lincoln Center, stopping traffic to take a, a group photograph, I, I mean, the things that we've done together, scavenger hunts around around the west side or the east side of New York City. I, I My parents grew up in New York, and they always said I had the best job in the world because I got paid to go back to New York. But you taught me New York. You taught me New York through scavenger hunts. Um, you let my son come with me as an assistant when he was probably 
God, he couldn't have been 10 years old. I just want to say thank you for all the great memories. Thank you for the great events. And we're going to all get back to normality sometime. And I think it's just really important that people can look at a, at a leader like yourself, like you and Rob, like Empire Force Events, and understand that this pandemic is not forever. And when it's over, we're all going to be looking at people like you guys to help us get back up on our feet uh, and, and, and lift us up by bootstraps to get back into the game and be those creatives, the creatives that you guys have been as long as I've known you. Well, well thank you, Jack. You should know that when I describe <clears throat> the relationship that we have with you and Monica, that we state quite often that practically all the award-winning events that we've won awards for have all been photographed by you. So, you know, when you do an event, it happens and it goes away. And what do you have afterwards? You have the visual wow of what people <laughs> can see afterwards. And that is in the imagery. And to think back when you started shooting our events, we would then get that fake leather bound binder with all the pictures in it. I don't mean to call you out that don't it was fake. It my was just fake that, leather bound binder. It's okay. It's cute. that look. They're like plasticky, but it's great. But we'd had those binders and you embossed them and they were sat on a shelf and we've had so many of them. Um, and then you made the big images to hang on the wall. And then now look, everything is all digitized. I mean, we were there right with you when you went to everything with digital. So we've, we've grown up together doing that part. And, um, you know, I, I also remember after we met, at that, at that special event, um, we called you for a couple of months later to do an event like at the last minute to come into New York. It was for the International Powwow, which is now called um, you know, IPW, but it's the largest um, show of its kind for only you know, 5,000 people at Lincoln Center. And we wanted you to shoot it. So it's just interesting how, yeah, you, you work with people that you care about and want to work with. And I think if that's um, something that I would want to be part of my legacy and also how our relationship, just us, but then everything else that we've done going forward in, in owning of our company is that there are so many fabulous vendors out there to work with and you know the right restaurant or the right lighting company or the right design company for each event, it could vary. But as a business owner or however, or in addition, as a business owner, working with people that you love, that you respect, that you care about, many times is much more important than what their actual craft may be. Don't get me wrong. You are a fabulous photography company. However, it's, it's the relationship. I mean, I, know, I don't want to bring it on a downer, but you've been to the four major funerals that I've had to plan in my life. I know it sounds so awkward to I say that. I didn't cause them. I was just at them. <laughs> yes. Between mommy and my dad and Aunt Dan and my cousin Ellen, you were there. So I, I think that's, that's what this industry and profession and life Life is about. It's a family that you collect. And not to um, go back to the mutual admiration club that we have going on here. It <laughs> is about the relationships. It's, it's how you guys embraced us. And we, you know, really took on to both you and Rob and just through the years, right? And not just back then, yesterday, but tomorrow. So this is what will get us through. And just together, let's, you know, let's talk about the live events. Let's talk about the coalition that you're involved with and how the relationships, it's, you know, look for them. Don't just 
wait for them to come to you. You've got them on your, you know, on your computer or in your address book. You know, you need to reach out to people. They'll reach out to you. <clears throat> Jacqueline, you are not just the ambassador of, you know, the Big Apple, but just the whole events world. And I thank you. Well, I'm again, I'm honored and humbled and not only just to hear it from us, we would clink it over drinks and have this kind of discussion, but also to let the rest of the people out there in the industry that are interested um, to be able to forge a friendship and then business relationship for so many years is important. And we, we definitely embody that. And I feel that part of the reason why you're having me here to speak is because I've been fortunate in my career with my business partner and my employees and our team. And I mean, I've had people that have worked at this company for 20 years, you know, 18 years, 15 years. I mean, it's about a legacy and who you create, um, who you create the relationships with. Um, I, obviously during this devastating time when you were asking before, you know, flash forward from 1995 to 2020, oh my God. Um, it's it's a it's what a time that we're in right now, and what has definitely gotten me through, and what has been I keep saying this out of adversity, you know, comes some positives, is the phone calls and the emails and the texts and the Facebook and the Instagram messages from people that I know in not only New York City where it's my home, I'm from here and where predominance of our work is, but also all over the country and the world during a crazy time like this. So out of adversity, the positive part is the connecting with people. Um, would you have done this podcast if this all didn't happen? I mean, you said it in your first, you had the time, you pulled this together. So, <laughs> you know, it's, we've been talking about a podcast for years and, and, you know, we, we were public speakers just like you are. We, we go to the conferences and conventions and we get up there and we can talk to anybody about the event industry. But when you're running, you know, a, a seven figure business, I don't care what size business, when you're running a business properly, as a, as an entrepreneur, you're working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And I can tell you that the, uh, that the podcast business is no easy thing to just jumpstart and get into it. Uh, we had to find mentors also through relationships. Um, we uh, latched on to our friends at Nice Guys on Business. Uh, their, their job is helping people get over the finish line. And they're two colleagues of ours, one that I know is a guitar player, another one that I know is a bar mitzvah DJ. And five years ago, they pivoted and they became podcast you know, evangelists. And so mm. we, we got on their bandwagon. Yeah, because we had the time. It's a funny thing. We were talking about your events earlier, the early days, and we, we mentioned Joe Jeff. So what did we do during COVID? We all cleaned up a lot of it, right? We all cleaned up our garages and our storage units and all things like that. And so Monica and I stumbled across uh, a, uh, a college book from George Washington University that Joe Jeff Goldblatt published. I got to believe it was around – the late 2000s, probably 2007, 2008. It's and the, the same one cover, that Jacqueline, the, the same one that Jacqueline mentioned that she was on the front cover. of. Our the, event was uh, on the front cover. of Right. Um, yeah. It was your picture. Exactly. Right. And I went to park. Geneva to work with Joe Jeff on the book as well. That is correct. And that picture that you also took also, we won um, one of the special event gala awards for that event. Yeah. So here's what? one image that you took, 
right? Just, I mean, it was, it was a money shot image. The largest people ever doing Tai Chi ever. It broke a world's record. Guinness broke a world record. And just that one picture that you took had just so much go on from a book, from a magazine, from an award. And it got my, I mean, I mean, you all, we all know Dr. Joe Jeff Goldblatt. He's my event papa. Um, and he was the founder of, uh, for the International Special Event Society, which is now the International Live Events Association. Uh, I know we always have to get that in there from ISIS to Eileen. Um, but I mean, obviously he's based in your backyard and you all were able, we all grew up following his lead in this industry. And I met him at that well, first ILEA event when I went there with my resume as a student. And that's when I met Rob Holsmeyer and Joe Jeff was there at the front desk greeting me. And he said, the future of this industry is going to be the students. So here as well as a student. Now he's a professor. We digress, but that's what we do. We chit chat. So it was just great to talk about that. Well, I, I, I got to tell you that as a photographer, you know, we, we, um, look, it was a long time ago that we met, but I will tell you that at the height of my career as a photographer, and I'm sure Monica would say the same thing, because we certainly photographed you and Robin, plenty of award ceremonies. There are few things that are more rewarding when you're a professional photographer, when you're an event photographer, and the event association has you as their photographer to cover the national or the international conference. And then your friends are getting up there to the podium and receiving gala awards of the pictures that you took of the event. And then you're there to take their picture. Jacqueline, I lost track how many times we got to do that with you. Um, I am going to, I'm going to drag out of you about the zoom call that we did with, we watched a couple of weeks ago, watching you receive yet another award. And I felt horrible that I couldn't be there at the podium taking your picture. Mm -hmm. But I just want to tell you, you know, photographing an event months later, being at the conference as the photographer, watching you and Rob go up and, and many of your employees were always at those conferences too, and watching your team go up to receive the awards the awards that you got with our pictures and taking those pictures, that's it. That, that that's, is a that's photographer. Quelling, as, as we say in the it is quelling. That is exactly right. <laughs> so here's a parlay to 2020. Uh, last month, you received an outstanding award uh, that was unfortunately uh, documented in a Zoom session with like 87 quadrillion people on a Zoom session, all screaming. I could hear them screaming for you uh, for winning this award. Tell us about what happened and, and what it was like receiving an award on a Zoom call. Oh, wow. Well, we've all been on a lot of Zooms barefoot, and I put that in my speech. It's okay. Um, I, as a sidebar, this connecting in this forum, Zoom, whatever it may be, um, as much as some people are annoyed by it, it's actually great. Uh, it's interesting. It's another um, another pause that's come out of all this because otherwise we would just be on a conference call talking. So I think there's something interesting about this. But yeah, sure, of sure. course, we're in the live event experience profession and not to be able to be at an awards ceremony in a live event experience, honoring your live event experiences very mind bending, um, but I was you and kissing you. Yes, and, and you know, and, and getting that energy from the crowd. And I know if I was on stage, I talk to the. I love to speak. You know, another sidebar, Jack. When you said these um, podcasts are difficult to do, not for me. You just talk to me and ask me questions, and I just talk. All this other stuff that you have to do behind <laughs> the scenes, that's on you and whoever does a podcast. This part's really easy for me. Um, but as far as the award is, it was the um, International Live Events Association, um, Klaus. Income Lifetime Achievement Award. 
And it's a true honor because it says it right there. It's a lifetime achievement. Wow, what a lifetime I've achieved to sit at home barefoot with no one here with a couple of, you know, hundreds of people to be winning an award. But it's still very humbling. Um, another word that I don't want to be feel that I'm overusing because I'm being recognized for, yeah, I've given my lifetime to to get where I am right now. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. And Monica started talking about that. So we could talk about where we're at, where we're all at or where we're not at. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm a founding now legacy member. There's only um, less than 30 of us nas- internationally for ILEA. Um, if it wasn't for me going to that first event and meeting Joe Jeff and meeting my owner of the company, which we worked at, and then we bought the company and meeting Rob, who I met at that first event, I don't know where I would be. And you learn a lot and uh, about how to do events or to really operate in your profession if for extracurricular activity involvement. So I was always one of those people in college, present my class for four years. And even now, I believe that being involved in industry associations and now all the coalitions that I'm involved with based on what's happening out in our world is so important. That's where you make the true connectivity. People get to see how you operate and your passion and what you do by being involved in organizations. And I think, um, I know that um, I would not be who I am, I I just, because look who I am now, right right now, but who I am and the success that I've had in our profession, if it wasn't for my involvement with ILEA. So I'm, I'm, I, they say that you win it because you've self, selflessly have given to the industry, but it was a selfish thing. I was happy to give selflessly because selfishly I got a lot out of it. You people, I wouldn't have met you without that. Not to take we, don't have to, we don't have to repeat that, do we? Because that was a lot of selfishly, <laughs> selflessly, self-self. You got the concept. Monica? But not to take away from, from the award at all, but you mentioned um, just in the last bit, about how how you're involved, and now you know you got your award um, virtually, um, mm-hmm. but you're still connecting with the Live Events Coalition, and how important it is to stay connected. So yep. because we will get through this. So in the meantime, making those connections, you can still make them. You can still make new connections. So how would you? you know, how would you advise, you know, even younger, right? Uh, younger planners who are, who are wanting to be planners um, and are just getting into it. How would you advise them to continue with those connections? Where, where should they go? You sure. know, what should they do? So just one funny thing when Jack said, what was it like winning the award virtually. I actually like to think that maybe I'm going to win it twice because I got it virtually, but (laughs) I feel certain that when we have that live event, I'm going to make sure that I get up on that stage somehow (laughs) to be able to address them and say, thank you for doing me virtually. And now here I am live. I want to get it. I'll sign the petition. Yes. Um, So that's right. So it's like, I get it twice and, and yes, let's parlay into the live events coalition. So yes, I am um, a founding and legacy member and true believer in ILEA, the International Live Events Association, and the Live Events Coalition really just started in March. Um, Many of you probably just saw the uh, change.org petition that went through uh, social media starting, I think it was March 13th-ish. About half a million of us signed that petition, and then the organization was founded, um, and I give a lot of credit to those um, 
Isaac and, and um, Nancy Schaefer that pulled this together. And then they came to myself um, and Anthony Girardi in New York and asked us to, um, to found it here in New York, in New York, New Jersey, that is. And, um, you know, I, right now, I, I unfortunately, I have no problem sharing this. My, my uh, you know, team has been furloughed and wasn't the time necessarily to be the president, but to become the executive vice president of this coalition and really to protect our city, but granted to work with professionals all over to save the live events industry. It's not about saving the events. It's about saving those of us that do the events. So there are a lot of people, Monica, to your point that I'm involved with, and I'm on a Zoom calls like this all over the country that I have never met yet. And I speak to them, email with them daily. Um, there are people even in the New York, New Jersey coalition that we're in touch with that I didn't get a chance to actually physically meet or maybe had not seen for years until we did the activation in Times Square. So um, you, you, connecting has always been about who I am and I collect people. You know, it's always been a phrase. I don't cut them up into little pieces say, and put them in jars. You absolutely collect people. You I'm happy to be in your shopping bag. You absolutely collect people yes. like nobody else I know. I collect them. If you and we were just talking about this, Jack and Monica and Jack's parents were at my Passover Seder. Obviously not this year, but last year. And what an eclectic group of people that I had. Jack's dad sat next to the guy was the first boy I ever kissed in sleepaway camp. You know. So, I mean, isn't that random to have those connections? So that, that's what collecting people is all about. And also knowing that if you don't speak for a couple of hours, days, weeks, months, and then you do, you're still there together. So going back to now, anyone could still relate and connect. And my team at our company will know that I said this way before anything happened with the virus, but I never like the back and forth with the emails. When do you want to speak? When do you want to speak? What do you think about this? Let's go back with, just pick up the phone. And what did everyone do when everything hit back in March? Everyone was picking up the phone. Everyone was calling to connect live. And that was something who I've always been about in the first place. So I'm glad to see that I, I brought a trend, you know, back. And I think that's just very, very important. Everything is just much homier now. Um, everyone knows me. I'm known for wearing very, very high heels. Jack, you mentioned that about my boots earlier and about, you know, we saw kinky boots together on Broadway. So that's just funny how we talked about kinky boots. But I've worn heels twice since this all began. One to go to the bank to talk to my banker about PPP. And just last night at someone's, I went to a real event, a birthday party, physically distanced, all wore masks. So I, everything has changed. You know, you don't see people wearing suits anymore. No one's dressed. It's almost like, feels like a Sunday morning since March for the past five months. The show black uh, attire has taken on a whole new meaning and That's color. true. Well, we did, that is true. And we did tell when we did our activation in Times Square, if everyone should wear show black or your company brand or whatever it was to promote the industry, but to show unity. But uh, this, this connecting that we're all doing now, uh, whether it be a FaceTime or a Zoom or any other platform, and just getting on the phone, talking to people is something that we should, we should continue to do. And I've been excuse me, working with people again through the coalition. And I want to talk a little about the activation that we've done. And it's all about advocacy for our profession. Again, like I said, people I've never met before, people I haven't seen, or I just knew in the industry, we never worked together. And that has been the positive outcome 
for me. I'll be brutally honest with you. How do I monetize that? Obviously, the messaging of what we're looking, and, and probably everyone's thinking this. Um, it's not just another association we're involved with. It wasn't even about the education. I, and I take education very seriously in all the associations I'm involved with. And I still, I always did go up to industry events. I was at an industry event. I'm looking at the calendar on February 27th. That no, February 26th, that Wednesday before everything really hit, because I just believe going to industry events and learning is we still do it all the time. Even if you just see something, oh, I would never do that at my event. That's a learning experience. But, you know, back with the coalition, it was it's all about advocacy and the monetization will be how is this going to help me in my career going forward? God willing. You know, that happens. But as well as I'm sure those of you have seen the messaging that we in the live events profession are following all the rules. It's not about open ups. We can do events. It's about doing everything safely. And if we're being concerned about the health and welfare of the rest of the planet and we're not gathering together because we're in the gathering profession. And I use the word gathering because that's what you see in the regular media. They might not understand the word event. They're thinking, who makes a party? My mother said that. You're going to go into a business, you're going to make a party? No, Ma, it's not about parties. It's about event experiences. And it could be a boring corporate meeting or an exciting corporate meeting or a wedding or bar bat mitzvah or a destination management week-long incentive or conference. And that's, you know, the focus is that, you know, we're in or just a four-hour corporate event. But if we can't do any of that and we're following the government rules, then the government has to look to take care of us. And that is a major part of the messaging. You can see it all on social media. Um, and that's what we're looking to monetize and be able to protect ourselves. And then based on who I know I am personally with all the connections that I have, how does that get us to the next part of the future when we might not be able to do live events until not, might not, everything's canceling until next year. Um, one of my big mantras has been, how does a business stay in business without doing business? You know, think yeah, about that. I, I've, been, I've been saying for a lot of time, if you sell a product or service, and you're not allowed to sell your product or service, it's really hard to stay in business. So, you know, we're so connected on so many different levels. And I'll just tell you that, you know, obviously we were in touch with you when New York City got hit so badly as the epicenter of, of the COVID virus. But, you know, on a personal level, because I can certainly remember, and I know you can too, I, you know, I used to get a phone call from you sometimes nine o'clock in the morning and saying, is there any chance you can be up here by six o'clock for an event? <laughs> well, let's roll forward a couple of decades. You know, two really big things have happened in your life recently. Um, and I know you mentioned that I've been to a few funerals in your family, but, you know, we've also spent a lot of time celebrating together uh, mine and Monica's wedding and both of my kids' bar and bat mitzvahs. And, you know, we're really family, even though we're 200 miles away from each other. But in just a matter of a few days, you put on an amazing event uh, or you were a part of an amazing event in Times Square. But more importantly, your birthday, which is almost celebrated on an international level, far more than many other people think about things that happen in New York City. And, you know, you, we have popped in on you. You have popped in on us unannounced many, many times. And you know showing up for your birthday is far from being out of the Jack and Monica way of doing things. Going to New York City on a spur of the moment now, comes with two weeks of strings attached. Yeah. And in two, in, in less than 10 days, we had to make professional and personal decisions not to come help you out with the event in Times Square and not to come help, which is the more important one, obviously, is for your <laughs> birthday party also in Times Square. So, 
I, I just, you know, tell, <laughs> you don't have to tell me about your birthday party, <laughs> even though I know you're going to, but let's talk about the, the big event for the um, Live Events Coalition. What sure. happened in Times Square? Tell us about it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you all about that. So when we would have loved to have had you there uh, photographing it with the other photographers that were there. Um, and they all joined forces and they all promoted all the pictures together and shared, you know, credits, which was great. Um, so obviously the live events coalition needs to get the messaging heard. What better way than with a live event, but how do you do a live event when you're not allowed to be doing live events right now? Right. That's a tongue twister. Um, but we knew we wanted to do an activation. Uh, we talked about it here locally, the New York, New Jersey coalition. And we also talked about it with the national um, uh, overriding coalition. And uh, the, uh, the concept was, well, if you're going to do something on a grand scale, you might as well do it on the world stage. And what better place than Times Square? So I have no problem with connecting and collecting people just to ask. So I reached out to my colleagues and friends. I'm very fortunate to sit on the board of NYC and Company, the official destination marketing organization of the City of New York Convention Business Bureau. Um, and it, that organization does report up to the mayor and I reach out to my colleagues there. And then we reached out to the Times Square. I told them my idea. We reached out to Times Square Alliance and we asked if they would do this. And they said, yes, just they knew there was no money to be paid. And also at the time, the mayor's office is not giving out any permits for any uh, street activity, for any uh, event activations like this. So now I got three major, two major organizations. And with the mayor's office said to NYC and company and the Times Square Alliance, do you give your blessing to do this? You know, we're not giving a permit. They said yes. Doing an event in Times Square is not an easy feat. And doing an event in Times Square with not being giving them money to do it was really also is not easy. But honestly, it was just my simple ask and they gave it to us because to them, it's also important. The tourists are not there in Times Square. They're not shopping and they're not being able to earn the money that they can also with other um, street activity activations. So I figured, all right, now I got Times Square, might as well ask to get Godzilla, which is um, Silvercast's uh, largest um, billboard in Times Square. And, you know, maybe you figured you might get a minute or so, but they gave us a full hour of programming time on wow. Godzilla. So for our activation, only which you. was Jacqueline, the first <laughs> Jacqueline, only you, only you get Godzilla for an hour. I just want to know, did King Kong come? Was there anybody <laughs> screaming on the top of the empire state? Oh, What's going that's on hilarious. Here? It was me. And you know, we started loading in, setting up at um, 8 PM on Thursday night. And we went, you know, all throughout the night and then we offloaded um, and loaded out and we were out by, you know, like two o'clock Friday afternoon. Um, but, you know, doing an event in Times Square is exciting and it's something that all of us want to aspire to. And we've been fortunate enough to have done events in Times Square before. And I truly have to give thanks to Damien Santucci and Kellyanne Curtin and Fred Dixon, everyone, NYC and company and um, the Times Square Alliance just for letting us do this. And the mayor's office also giving the blessing how we went ahead. And the activation had 48 tables of which each table represented 250 50,000 um, uh, people in the live events profession, which in cumulatively represented 12 million of us that are affected by this. But you, you all should know that out of those that are unemployed in this country, uh, close to uh, between 40 and 50% of those unemployed are in the live events, hospitality, travel, tourism industries. Okay. 
So think about it. It could be a line cook at a restaurant somewhere, all the way up to an owner of an event production company. It could be a ticket taker at a, a concert venue. So that everything that involves live events is not just about a private corporate meeting or a wedding, but it just really expands. I mean, we were talking about those that come and do your hair at weddings. They, they might not work in a salon, but that's their whole job and they're just not doing anything anymore. Um, so uh, the activation really, it got media attention. The our whole big uh, reason for it was to get Congress's attention, to be able to protect us with the, uh, the next stimulus plans and the Restart Act and all these other acts that are out there. And you can look up, there's a lot online that you can understand about. That was the major focus. But yes, I, I want to give myself some credit for just with the idea, with the coalition of we need to do the activation and me just opening my big mouth and asking the question and being told yes. Now, someone said, I owe people a lot of favors for that. I also asked the Marion, they let us come in and borrow the tables and chairs. So, I mean, you just, you just ask at a time like this, you ask, what could we do to come together as a community? That is what's been exciting for me. So I went from winning the award with ILEA. Then we did our activation two days later. And then my birthday was the following Wednesday, August 5th. And then, you know what? I'll be honest with you, as a person that's out there and gregarious, it's a big downer after all this. You know, what's the next part? So I'm just hoping that, God willing, Congress will have heard this and we're going to be protected because if we're not able to open and we have to respect the government rules. But, you know, you don't just open like a restaurant does and 20 minutes someone walks by and comes in and eat. Events take weeks to plan. And I focus on the corporate side. And they are at risk, risk averse and adverse. You know, corporations are just not going to bring their people together to gather. And I, I said this at the very beginning when I started. I mean, I've always been a speaker in the industry. But in March, when I was interviewed about this, I said, finally, our profession is being mentioned in the news all the time, but for a negative way, because you would see on the Absolutely. ticker, meetings Absolutely. and conferences canceled. I mean, think about it. Next week, we have... Um, I don't know, we're talking about RNC and DNC and all those. I mean, the word convention is in those major political events and look how they're, they've all been changed. Uh, so it, 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 it's important that the world understands where we are. We're not just a frivolous uh, reason for being. I mean, I focus on corporate meetings and some of those things are meetings are very serious. Convene, right? We need, we convene. We, we convene, con which, which convention, which we, right? And, right. And we get together. That is true. And again, the word gathering, that's what we've been using kind of just to, that's been the word that you hear so often about in the news that you can't gather more than, you know, indoors X amount of people. I mean, you all know the rules for your states. We all know what's going on with that. Mm -hmm. So it was just important to be able to be involved with that activation, to be able to have that happen. The Live Events Coalition of New York, New Jersey, there are a lot of players that gave a lot of time and effort, money. Our president just brought his lighting trust and brought his, um, you know, gear and staging and just set it all up. And and you're finding people that are at the you know the top of their game or just working at a company and they're just all happy to help. Isn't isn't that part of it one of the most amazing things that we've always known uh, that when the going got rough in the special event industry that we all pitch in. And it doesn't matter if it was a tornado that pulls through a wedding 10 minutes before the ceremony or if <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, you remember that one? 
uh, or or what happened after 9-11, because we were there working with you guys for during September, uh, d- during all the horrible things that on happened that September day. 11th. How about walking into the Marriott for your project last week and them giving you tables and chairs? Who does yep. that? When does the Marriott Marquis do things like that, right? But I'll tell you, I don't know if you heard about it on the news this morning, but here in Washington, uh, there was a fire at the Four Seasons Hotel last night, and there were two weddings going on. I don't know what happened to the one wedding that apparently went on and they finished it in the courtyard or something, but where the fire was and the way the fire department uh, evacuated the building, the wedding and everything in the wedding, and I know this firsthand because DJ Jake Sherman from Washington Talent, I spoke Mm. to him this morning because he was the entertainment. They picked up the wedding from the Four Seasons and they moved it to the water gate in real time. Who does that? (laughs) When have you ever heard of an event where something goes oops and they pick up the event, the people, the talent, the food, and they move it across town to another hotel? It's a great story. When does that happen? That woman, that the, the, the bride and groom can now say they've had two weddings but to the same person on the same night, just some random. Yeah, I, some mean, I mean, it's really there. crazy. So, so Monica, if you want to ask the question again, or, 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 you know, there's something that's really important and, and, and we really need to get this message out to the, to the 20 somethings, to the people that are coming out of college, just like you did going to that first ILEA meeting with the potential of meeting their first boss and maybe buying that company several years later. How do you tell those people today to be engaged? You know, we're in, we're in August, September's right around the corner. Mm. Kids are not going to school. They're not finishing school the same way. What do you tell those people that are in a hospitality management program that are in something in the events arena, a hospitality arena that are that are wanting one day to grow up and be like you be an event producer be a party planner <laughs> how do we tell them to to stay focused where do we where do you direct them in this coming weeks and months to stay engaged or to how to get them engaged when we don't have ilea meetings and we don't have mixers to take them to and and they've lost their internships them? too right <clears throat> they don't have the internships that they normally what would do we do to tell them what, what do we tell them well, well, so I'll make a joke. First, I'd say, well, get out, run the other way, okay? Um, <laughs> I don't have all the answers for that because I myself am figuring that out. Um, one of my other mantras I've been saying is I didn't come this far to, to just come this far. Um, so I'm trying to figure it out for myself and the future of my company. Um, but if, it's a, if this profession has always been, if you have a passion for it, and you care about it, then you'll succeed in it. Uh, you can't, this is, was never, you know, one of those Monday through Friday, nine to five jobs. Think about it, most events don't even happen nine to five, Monday through Friday, right? So you have to load in, what? load out. And nine to five, what's that? Yes. So, um, uh, if it, so if you were that person before, and you feel that you can be that engaged now, despite that the engagement is different in a virtual platform, um, or um, you're not really knowing when the live event experiences have come back, that you need to probably be even more astute and 
listen to a podcast like this or be online and try to be um, as engaged with as many people as you can and to also embrace what's happening with the virtual, which will, God willing, be hybrid events. Virtual is not going to go away once you can open up. They're going to be hybrid events and there's going to be a component which, God willing, the clients are going to find ways to invest in financially to be able to do both, right? Clients, respectfully enough, will say, I have to pay for the food, the beverage, the entertainment, the venue, the decor, but now I have to have the whole tech set up so I can broadcast for people that are sitting at home. And yep. and and you have to have the internet bandwidth to drive it. You can't just yeah. do a wireless connection, whatever the hotel's going to charge. So I would encourage those 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 younger than me and starting out to be um, become experts in that because I'm not developing a virtual meeting platform. There's a lot of people out there that are doing it and I want to be able to use the best of it or the right one for each particular client. But that's what I would suggest to those that are younger and probably much more technologically advanced to understand how the technology is going to be affected in events um, and, and find where you're... you're where your focus might be, what you're, what you're most passionate about, and then just try to surround yourself. If you can't go to a, like we said, we met at industry events. If you can't physically go to them, go to as many as you can online. I have to tell you, there is something funny, and I've said this a lot. I'll go to a local MPI, Meeting Professionals International Meeting, and there might be you know, 100 people or so or, on the meeting. But you know, the chat is a powerful tool because you write in the chat and now everyone's hearing you. And I would, I even sometimes will joke verbally because I have no problem being verbal on, and there's hundreds of people you're scrolling on the screens <laughs> and say, hi everyone. It's so great to see you here. Oh, Hey, look at you. And I'm thinking if we were at a regular event and we were at the bar, I would have no way to get everyone's attention. So there is something positive about this. And people will then say, Hey, Jack Bernstein just did this event in Times Square. Let us tell her what's going on with the Live Events Coalition. So it's an interesting um, concept that work it. Work what's happening virtually and make it work to your advantage. I, I'm trying that. You know, some of my team are making fun of me. Um, oh, God, Jack, she just loves being on that and just listening to what everyone has to say. Yeah, and I'm learning from them. And I also want to get my message out. You know, being out there has been a phrase that I've been using for years. Out there is being an industry press, um, being in an industry event and being seen, being on a site inspection with your client and seeing your vendors that you run into all the time and they hug and they kiss you and the client says, wow, they are so connected in New York. Out there means so many different things. And we still have to do being out there, even though we're not physically out there. That, that is who I am. And I would suggest that that's what we need to do until we can all gather for the live events again. Well, I think that they should reach out to the people that they click with when they're when they're in those Zoom meetings, right? That they're looking at particular people that are that are saying something that um, that just you know that makes sense to them, so they can then reach out to them directly and talk to them, email them, call them, ask you know the ask. You know, they, they can just say no if they don't want to talk to it's you. It's the power of the ask. Yeah, it's so, so true to connect with them. I've, I've now connected with a lot of people that I regularly speak with and interact with. And, okay, I'll be honest, put it out there. Hopefully they'll refer us business that we get to service and partner with. Um, and, and, and let me just sidebar for a minute. I, I, I mentioned this in my leadership excuse me, the Lifetime Achievement Award. The least amount of business, actual someone calling me and hiring me, through ILEA, meaning I got the least amount of direct business because of that. What I got the most of are all the vendor supplier relationships like you to service the business that I got. 
not from there. So when people say, how many business cards did you get? How many, how many business did you close at the Lilea event? None. But look at all the great people I meant to work with. So further to your point, Monica, all those people that you're going to meet is not necessarily about an actual piece of business, but to just broaden your relationships. Now, granted, there's really no business for most of us right now. Uh, I, you know, that's a very general statement. There's a lot of, high, uh, a lot of virtual that's happening out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's frightening. I am not shy to cry that I am frightened and I want everyone to hear this. And I consider myself, yes, uh, uh, thank you for saying a leader. Um, but you know, I'm just being brutally honest. So whatever connection that you can make on any level and actually, you know, picking up the phone and speak with them is important. Also, just something to mention, we were talking about this before with the coalitions I'm involved with. I, I, I've also involved nationally with the DMC coalition, um, which is working alongside the Association of Destination Management Executives International, ADME for the DMCs. But I also reach out to all my friendly competitors here in New York. I'm like, I hate the word competitive, competition. The other companies that do what I do locally here, mm-hmm. you know, although event producers, DMCs is a very uh, specific segment. And my phrase is, you know, clients come and go in and out of our destinations, but we remain here in this community together. And I've had my DMC colleagues locally in the New York area, as well as nationally say to me, thank you so much. You're always connecting people and you're doing a lot for our industry. That means a lot because those are my brethren, you know, those are the ones that when we talk with our clients um, and they're talking about companies it's the DMC side that, that's very personal and passionate to me, although I'm a, you know overall event producer. And to be respected by your peers and people that do exactly what you do and for them to say thank you and they'll comment on a Facebook post, love what you're doing, this is great what you're doing. It's not paying the bills. Sorry, I'm being brutally honest. I don't mean to bring it back to always financial because it's not always been that way, but it's, it's, it's heartwarming. You know? So that, that's who I am. I agree with you 100%. I mean, we also, you know, we, I refer other people, you know, I refer other photographers. If I'm not available, I have a connection with other people that I, that I trust that I know will take care of the client the way I would. We just, we, Jack and I have been using the word now pivoting, you know, how do you pivot? What do you do? We just spoke in this, uh, Zoom call right right now about um, virtual meetings. We we had one of our photographer friends, you know, tell us that they're doing a wedding. They're not able to have two hundred people. Some mm-hmm. of the people are going to be, you know, how do we get them connected? Jack and and Michael spoke before about, oh, well, we're doing the virtual weddings. You know, we can help you out with that. So we didn't even take one photo. Michael did the photography and Jack did the whole virtual uh, portion of it, you know, and, and that's Michael, how we, Michael that I know. Uh, Michael. Kress. Yeah, my, uh, yeah. yeah. Michael Kress. Yes. You do know Michael. Michael Kress. Okay. So I'll let Jack tell you the rest, but it, it was just, um, you know, a way that we are competitors, but we worked, you know, in the new normal, you know, and, and what's going on now to be able to, you know, bring the love to, of this wedding to all the guests. Well, it's funny that you bring up Michael because you just reminded me, uh, Michael, and one of our other good friend photographers from Almani, where we're going bike riding tomorrow. Why? Because we have the time to get some exercise in. <laughs> um, listen, I want to just come back to, um, I, I guess, something that's super poignant. It's not just about the young ones. It's not just about us. You know, it's about visual wow. And 
Um, you know, you're one of those people that can remember Visual Wow from the mid '90s. What was our goal? Our goal was to coin the phrase Visual Wow cool pictures. And what were the cool pictures of? They were cool pictures of events. Well, they were the cool, they were the moments. They're the moments that ended up on the cover of Joe Jeff's book. They're the ones that won the gala awards. They are what we now coined the phrase of as the wow moment. And and resurrecting the, the Visual Wow name, uh, rebuilding the website for a completely different purpose now, Everything is going to be launching on Tuesday, the 18th at noon East Coast time. Um, the purpose is to let people start embracing and celebrating again. And we're hoping one of the reasons we've asked you to be our inaugural guest, uh, because of all the different hands you have and how many different cookie jars that they're in, um, to help us get the message out there that whether your really cool wow moment is a backyard barbecue with extra friends at it, or it's a live event in Times Square, Visual Wow is now going to be a place where people can upload their own events, a couple of pictures, kind of like a private Instagram, where people mm -hmm. can share in their stories and, and just ask questions. And we're hoping that people like you can jump on Facebook Lives with us on the regular and talk to some of these people and just set an example. We're all struggling. I didn't quite want to say this when I was bringing up the part about your event in Times Square and your birthday, but as much as I would have probably pushed the envelope on the quarantine side about coming to to uh, to Times Square to do your event with you, I actually had a paying job that Friday morning. Good for you. <laughs> and I, I I like I said to Monica, I'm like, I know this isn't a big job, but do I go up and I help Jacqueline out and take a few pictures or I got a real job tomorrow? And you know what? All good. <sighs> That's, that's just the world that we're in today. No, it's true. So, it's true. No, I was just going to say, and that, you know, that Times Square event, we got the yes. And then we, you know, it happened in less than two weeks. So, you know, we didn't give everyone a lot of notice, but like we've said, I've called you day or the morning of, and you've come, but that's, that's truly okay. Now my birthday, we, it was in Madison Square Park. We do every <laughs> week. Oh, that's every, right. Sorry. So it's okay. It's, and I'm putting this out there. Every Friday since May at 5.30, although my birthday was on Wednesday, August 5th, we've been meeting in the park at the benches in the fountain by the original Shake Shack. So if you have a Shake Shack, wherever you are in the country, the original one is in Madison Square Park, just down the block from me. And we would meet there. And we've been saying, we don't care. It's going to get cold out. We are still going to be there. So that's what we did for my birthday, just met and gathered. I got to tell you, there is a little something to be said for not necessarily having to rent a venue and supply food and beverage for everyone bring your own to the park <laughs> buy yourself a, so, a shake okay so burger. let's do something i know it's 12 months away but i would like to say <laughs> that august 5th next year 2021 august 5th is national let's get our ass back to work day and let's meet in <laughs> madison park for jacqueline's birthday byo whatever you want to byo and uh, and let's get together and celebrate Jacqueline's birthday. Um, you know, exactly. you have been a cheer. You have been a cheerleader for the, for Brooklyn. You have been a cheerleader for New York. Um, you have been a cheerleader for for us. <laughs> many things. I, I yeah, for us. <laughs> um, Jacqueline, I hope you're able to help us blow a little bit of optimism back into our events world. Um, you know, you can always count on us for the event coalition and just about anything else you could shake a stick at. We truly appreciate you being with us uh, and helping us launch Visual Wow. Um, God, here we go. A whole, a whole new venture together. Well, but 
I was there from the beginning when you originally did this. Yep. And and on it, and actually your launch event, I think, was with you and wasn't it at, at Michael, the photographer's place as well? Wasn't there a launch event there? Should I not bring no, stuff up on that? That, that actually, no, you know what? There, there is some, there might be some truth to that. You know, I'm going to ask him tomorrow. You had a lot of other photographers <laughs> there and I came down for, for that event. So I'm there from the beginning. We have been there for a lot of good and um, not so good times with each other. I mean, granted, you were working on that event with us on September 10th, which is why you were in New York on September 11th. Right. And Monica, you yep. and I were supposed to fly to New York together yep. on the morning of September 11th after I missed my flight. My flight was canceled the night of September 10th uh, in 2001. If any of you don't know what we're talking about, I think you would figure that out. Um, after I spoke with the ILEA meeting in D.C. Anyway, we, we have a lot of crazy history of what happened on that day. Um, but I think that's what I would think any profession is about. you got to be there for the good and the bad times. And we all have to support our own companies and our own people during this good and bad times and doing the best that we can uh, with very limited uh, <laughs> things to do what we want to do with. Um, but we want to support each other to, it's not when we get to the other side, it's to survive to get to the other side. This is the crucial time frame now. When events can open and clients are going to start booking and whenever that's going to happen, th the worst thing that can happen is we're going to be too busy and we can't, someone said, oh my God, what if my, I can't find a DJ or if I can't rent enough chairs for the event? That should be the least of your problems as opposed to the guy who's sitting there with all those chairs and they can't rent and the DJ is just sitting there going, I'm going to have to now look for a different job because we're all in that situation right now. So, you know, you, you just brought up something really, I, I've been thinking about this in the last few minutes we've been talking, you know, Monica and I are kind of stuck between visual wow, uh, being all about events or, or being a little bit more focused about our, our true discipline, which is photography. Mm -hmm. We're going to do our darndest to publish two episodes every week. On Tuesdays, we're going to publish event stuff. And on Fridays, it's going to be more focused towards photography. And, and there's going to be a bunch of forums on photography that we know how we're going to handle those. Would you consider coming back on some kind of regularity and maybe do some co-hosting when we invite more event people in just to maybe we'll start doing some, some, some round tables with young people that want to be a part of the events community. And, and maybe we can just do some virtually right here on visual. Well, so you're asking me if I would be okay, if you give me the stage and a microphone and a form to just that's, talk. And you're actually wondering what the answer is going to be. Oh my that's God. Such a, this is a, a verbal <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you like that? I'd be honored. I, 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 not only do I collect people, but I like interviewing people. Um, it's, it's usually what I do on my dates. It almost feels like I'm interviewing them. <laughs> Probably why I'm still single. <laughs> Maybe I'm putting we'll that out there. A glass you, of wine oh, we should totally have a glass of wine or, uh, or you know, a vodka. Um, but okay. yes, I, I'd right. love All to right. be involved. And thank you, Jack. <laughs> and thank you for this. What, what you two are doing right now, this is a great pivot. And my team, and I'm giving a shout out to Sheridan and Shannon and Jennifer Claire and Lisa and Maria and Jordan and David and Robert, that normally when you say the word pivot, you got to take a shot. You see my glass there. Sorry. <laughs> Supposed to take a shot because that word pivot, everyone's sort of hating, but we got to do it. But this is very smart and what you've done here and what you're pulling together. And I'm honored to be part of it, to launch it. And again, let's just see how this is going to help us move through to survive to the other side.
We will get to the other side. Uh, Jacqueline, on behalf of Monica and myself, thank you for being a part of the show. Uh, we're going to, uh, I know we're not going to have to drag you hard, but we will get you back on the program. Yes. Monica, you want to wrap this up? Hey, just let's keep creating those wow moments um, verbally, as you just said, or just share them with us. We love you, Jacqueline. I love you as well. This is a wow hey. moment as well. I love you guys very, very much. Bless your sweetheart, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jack Hartsman along here with Monica Vidal, my lovely wife and partner. Appreciate you being here with us, Jacqueline, on our on our first guest episode. Tune into visualwild.com for more information. Thanks. We're out. Thanks for listening to Visual Wow. If you like what you heard, like us on Facebook, Twitter, and tell your friends. Go to visualwild.com for more info. If you didn't like what you heard, just keep it to yourself. Know a pro we should be talking to on the show? Drop us a line. Talk with you next time on Visual Wow.